TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, you got to hold it. Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew I, me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 401, and I am Libya, your host. And this week, we have returning guests. This is Aaron, actor, writer, artist from Los Angeles. This is Greg, TV enthusiast from St. Louis. Hi, this is Yusun, and I'm a costume designer and a TV enthusiast. This is Tom, I'm executive director of screenwriting at Azusa Pacific University in Los Angeles, podcasting from Norfolk, Virginia. Woo-hoo! <laughs> He's trying to make it further than you, Greg. All right. Yeah. Let's start off with the news. First up, we have that Michelle Yeoh is in talks to star in a brand new Star Trek series on CBS All Access. Those who didn't see that coming, shame on you. Um, hopefully she gets yeah. lots and lots of money. You can never get enough of Michelle Yeoh yo yo for me. Well, the only problem is it's going to yeah, be, she em- gonna be she's going to she be the Emperor. Or yeah, the mirror. She's the Mirrorverse, so she's going to be the Emperor because... She, it's about her working with uh, Section Thirty One, and I I like the Captain Giorgio. I love Captain Giorgio. I hate Emperor Giorgio. How so, how do you know it's not going to be a prequel? With have they already said it's going to be? Yeah, they've already said it's uh, going to be Section Thirty One. Summer. Yeah. So I <laughs> I, I don't I, like I, the Emperor at all. So it's just it's I love Michelle Yeoh obviously, but and she plays those two characters. The fact that I love Giorgio and hate the Emperor means she's doing a great job. It's just <laughs> uh, if I had a choice of a series about Michelle Yeoh, I would much rather it be about Captain Giorgio. Anyway, all right. Um, next piece of news is Anna Paquin joins the Affair for its final season, considering like. Three other cast members left before the final season. They needed some new blood, but you know uh, what they're you know what they're doing, right? I, I do not know. No time jump. My oh right, is she's she's going to play the grown daughter of the main couple. Oh okay, and then she's going to have an affair. I'm assuming. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Netflix has original films that they're doing from Asia which uh, is going to originate from Japan, Taiwan, Thailand, South Korea, and India. India specifically is going to be doing a hotel in Mumbai. They're going to do the the series or movie that's going to be based on the event at the hotel Mumbai. Mumbai. Um, they're also doing a series called Typewriter. And they're doing animated series based on Altered Carbon and uh, Pacific Rim. So that's the, the apparent Netflix has this whole arm of Asian productions that they're planning to do. Netflix Yay, anime. Well, not all of it's anime. Hotel Mumbai is going to be pretty serious. So the Asian pivot for Netflix. Yes. Uh, for CW, Charmed, Legacies, and All American got anywhere from three to nine episodes. Uh, Legacies and All American got three more episodes, bringing their total count to sixteen. Charmed got a full twenty-two. Um, I'm kind of annoyed by that. that? What charm? Anybody watching that? What? Which one? Anybody watching that? Charmed. Oh, I watched it. Sort of. It's okay. It's not as good as Legacies, if I say so myself. Um, (laughs) But and and also, I'd like to point out that Legacies has higher ratings than Charmed. 
But they said the reason why they didn't give Legacies a full 22 was because they gave Julie Pleck a full series order without a pilot. And the agreement was that if it did well, it would only get 16. Uh... So that was all prearranged. Um, Treadstone is a Bourne spinoff, which has cast Brian J. Smith from Sense8 and Jeremy Irvine from some other series that I don't remember, but both of them are really pretty. That's all I, when I saw the photo shots, I was like, oh, they look almost identical and both are very pretty. Um, but Treadstone, I guess, could be good. I don't know. Um, kid, uh, the kids are all right and splitting up together. Both got full season pickups. The rookie yeah. uh, got an extended season, which is not which means it probably it didn't get the full twenty two, but it got somewhere between sixteen and twenty two. I'm not sure of the full count. Mm. Breaking Bad, the movie is in the works for those. What? Well, know. it's 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 a follow up focusing on Jesse, right? So, for all the people that were like, well, I wonder what happened to Jesse when he drove off. I personally don't care. If it doesn't have Walter White, I'm not really that interested. So, but they're making... But the movie is going to be an AMC movie. It's not going to be in the movie theaters movie. Um, Purge gets a season two on USA. Good Behavior gets canceled at TNT. Um... Oh, yeah, and then uh, the for those who didn't know, wow, this is old news now. It feels like I've talked about this a million times. The Walking Dead did the fake-out uh, Rick Grimes death, and in exchange, Andrew Lincoln now has a three-movie deal at AMC, so along with the Breaking Bad movie, we're going to get three Walking Dead movies starring Andrew Lincoln as Rick Grimes to find out what he's been doing after that six-year time jump. We're going to watch what you know, his life or whatever, wherever he's been taken, captured. And I have to say my initial reaction to this deal was a lot of anger (laughs) because for six months they told us that he was going to die and to prepare for it. And so I was prepared for it. And then you get to the episode and, you know, he doesn't die. Uh, And then they're like, oh, and we're going to do three movies with him. And I was like, what? Are you kidding me? And I was throwing things. And they but, might actually have audience people willing to watch it. I know, but now I've kind of calmed down. Uh, you know, it's been two weeks since that news broke. So I've kind of <laughs> calmed down about it. And they're also talking about, uh, they've already signed Norman Reedus and oh, Melissa McBride to be in the overall Walking Dead universe, which means both of they can put both of them in the movies if they want. So it might, it might not just be Rick Grimes by himself. He actually could have a crew. And Denai Guerrero is, is in talks to renew some form of her contract because her contract ends at the end of this season. And right now, they haven't said the magic number to convince her to stay. <laughs> Whatever that number is. And I also think, you know, she's got a movie career right now. So it's not really to her advantage to stay on the series. But I think they could convince her to be in those movies if they pay her enough. Because the movies are just a two-month deal. Because they, they said it's only going to take two months to shoot each one of those movies. They're going to do one movie a year. So um, I, that's still up in the air. We don't know what that is. All right. Uh, next news I have is that Big Mouth 
got renewed for season three on Netflix. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been renewed for season seven before season six even premieres next summer, Mm. which hurts my head. I mean, to be fair, since they started production, they were only supposed to do 13 episodes for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for next season, and based on their production schedule, they're pretty much wrapping up the 13 episodes. So in order to keep the cast together they did kind of need to make a decision soonish. Like, that's the only thing I can think of for that. Uh, John Cryer has been cast as Lex Luthor on Supergirl, and I was like... Boy, I do not have... I don't have a good feeling about that. That's... I think that's a terrible decision. <laughs> I think... I think, yeah, he'd look fine bald. Like, that's the only thing he has going for him for that casting, but he's a really tiny man, and he's not really imposing at all. And I don't believe, I mean, because they had a picture of him next to a picture of Lex Luthor, and it just, it, no, it, no, it doesn't work. Wait, he, John Cryer's being cast as Lex Luthor? Yes. Yep. Uh, well, maybe they're going that, like, Jesse Eisenberg route. Like, tiny uh, little man. And that worked out so well. Yeah, that was one of the main criticisms of Did of not that. say it was a good idea, just ter- my Like, my point, it's a terrible idea. He's not intimidating. I could believe he's a smart nerd, and that's about it. Like, I think it's a terrible idea. And they were like, oh, he's got an Emmy. And I was like, yes, for comedy. I was like, that does not mean he could be a menacing villain. Anyway, all right. Um, I mean, I was ready to let go of Supergirl anyway, so whatever. Well, they're wasting Boxleitner, too, as president of the United States. I know. Are they doing anything? All right. Uh, next piece of news I have: Netflix orders animated World War II drama called animated World War II drama. Yes. Hmm. I know. Is it going to be like serious? Yes, it's a drama. It's an animated drama about World War II. So, like a graphic novelly look, because that's the only thing I could think of. I'm sure. I don't think it's going to be The Simpsons, but so yes, I think it's going to be because they said it's a drama about World War II and it's going to be animated. But they ordered it to series. Uh, Hugh Grant and Nicole Kidman have been cast in The Undoing as a limited series on HBO. What? Yeah, I was like, I guess I'm watching that. Uh, And Veronica Mars adds J.K. Simmons to the cast. And I was like, how did they get J.K. Simmons? But whatever. They paid him. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, ooh, I'm excited. Uh, And that's all the news that I have. That's called marketing. And I still have more. Uh oh, go ahead. Uh, Channing Dungey is stepping down as, or has stepped down as head of ABC Entertainment. Oh, okay. And this was a huge deal. If you remember, her older sister used to be uh, Francie on Alias, but she is the first African American woman to be uh, the head programmer at a major network. And why did she step down then? Um, evidently, well, no particular reason was given, although she has become a little bit in the news because she's the one who spiked Roseanne after Roseanne's Twitter tirade. And, uh, Dungey is the one who worked out the deal that Roseanne would get no, no profit participation in the spinoff. That's the payback. Connors. That's payback. But what do you mean? That's payback. I thought ABC was all like, we're totally behind this decision. Yeah, okay, I well, think they, they are. Have no, to, she's, but she's, I said 
intrigue. I think that they did it and then because, you know, to save face and to make a big social commentary. But then in behind the scenes, they're all like lots of other people are uh, mad about it. And I bet you they shuffled shit around. Oops, sorry. Was well, that not part, 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 part of the thing is got to remember that the Fox deal is expected to close at the beginning of the year. And they've already hired a lot of the Fox people to take over ABC television assets. Exactly. And that's why they dumped so, her. I believe that. She will, prob- she will land on her feet because she is very well-liked and very popular. Um, Amazon has greenlit Bosch for season six. They've also made a deal with Bloomhouse to make eight feature-length thrillers. Bloomhouse Television to make eight feature-length thrillers for Amazon Prime. Um... I think we talked about Disney Plus a couple weeks ago. What right. we didn't know for sure, although we suspected, Pedro Pascal is the Mandalorian. Oh, right. I knew that. I, just, yeah. I knew that. Right. Yay! I like um, him a lot. H- and he's so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> and he's good. Uh, HBO has delayed this, the shooting for Silicon Valley Season 6 until Barry Season 2 is complete. Which is fueled speculation, is this going to be the last season of Silicon Valley? And HBO would only say, we're not saying. And then finally, Marty Marty Noxon has signed a multi-year deal with Netflix. Yay! Oh, also they they gave the air date for Game of Thrones season, the final season. Has been season the final. The season the final. They have given <laughs> that an air date for spring of 2019. So we only have to wait three or four more months and we get Ooh. six episodes. <laughs> Oh, what about the six pre- whole episodes? What about what, what? about the prequel? Did it, did uh, anyone report news on the prequel that yeah, they're playing? Yeah, the, the prequel yeah, we is still that. yeah. That's, we that's reported, old news, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's going. They're definitely shooting that. That's happening. Cool. All right, so let's start talking about the shows. First up, we're talking about The Walking Dead and Greg. I know you're. How do you feel about the time jump? I guess. Um, well, um, well, I'll tell you overall, I'm kind of happy, I guess, some of the decisions of taking the, the show away from just being the Rick Grimes show, Ah! um, I think is a, is a good thing (laughs) because yeah, I mean, that's what it totally became. I mean, it was, you know, we've got some, we were watching, we were watching from the moment his eyes opened. It was the Rick Grimes show. It was his story. I know, but he's he's just gone. He's been crazy. He's been seeing. He saw like visions of his wife. He's he's been through a lot. Okay? I know that's what makes so it. I'm just distort. saying that maybe shifting to some different leads uh, might you know breathe some new life in the show. Um, so I thought the episode was very interesting. I I like um, um, uh, little ass kicker. Yes, no, Judith. Judith, thank you. Um, I like who they cast as Judith, um, and I like that it seemingly Michonne is kind of in charge, although they have some sort of council. They have a, to- what's hilarious about the council is they're like, we have a council that votes, but Michonne's in charge. Like, that's, there's not even really a question. They're like, well, she's in charge of security. Yeah. what she said, The fact that everyone was terrified when she came back and was like, what are you guys doing? Why did you break my rules? And everyone looked like they were about to throw up because they were, like, petrified of her. So, yeah, she's in charge. There's a council, but she's in charge. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I like I like uh, the uh, – it, it seems like they're, they may be giving, um, 
you know, some of what is supposed to be Carl's storyline. Um, and, and maybe they might give some of that to Judith. I'm not really they've sure. Split, they've split his storyline. They've given, she's going to get his storyline with Negan. And then he actually becomes a blacksmith at the hilltop. And they, so they gave that to that kid, the, that's Ezekiel's kid, uh, Henry. Henry was like, I want to be a blacksmith at the hilltop. And I was like, why does that sound really familiar? Oh, because Carl was a blacksmith at the hilltop. And it was a whole big deal that Rick didn't want Carl to leave leave home. And so they made that the big conflict with Ezekiel and Henry. And I was like, I see what you guys are doing, Walking Dead. Don't appreciate it because you killed Carl. But all right, whatever. So, but uh, I think the highlight of the episode was Carol lighting people on fire. I think. <laughs> well, they they made her hair all long and they gave her a bow and arrow. She looked like an elf out of Lord of the Rings, and <laughs> you're like, has she gone soft? And so, like when they get captured and everything, and she surrenders and cowers and all that, you're like, man, has the six years made made Carol soft? And she circles back around and lights those dudes on fire. No. She's not soft at all. Like, that was kind of awesome. You're right. Uh, so, I mean, what they're... The, I would say that they're trying to split the leads of the show between Michonne and Carol. And Daryl doesn't speak, so I can't see how he's going to be the lead of anything. Well, but they paid him a lot of money, so he's got to do something. Well, he's, he, he looked around and looked pathetic and then killed a walker in the water and, and caught a fish. So, you know. He yeah. did. He did so much in this episode. Totally earned his his fifty million dollars. Whatever. Um, I really love the relationship between Michonne and Judith. I like that moment where she comes to talk to her mom, and her mom sounds like she's crazy. You're talking about Rick Grimes, crazy. Michonne was like in the bedroom talking. She was raging at Rick. She was having a conversation with him, an argument. But we only, as the audience, could hear one side of it. We could hear. Her arguing with him, and obviously he's not in the room. And so you, but we saw it from Judith's perspective. So you see this 10 year old girl going to talk to her mom, and then she hears her mom raging at her dead dad, and it's like, okay, so I'm gonna back out of here right now. And you see her kind of slowly try to back away, and you see that kind of fear and apprehension and worry. All of that, that, that little actress did a really good job of showing all those emotions. And then um, at the end, we got to meet little Rick Grimes Jr., RJ. Uh, we saw him for 5.1 seconds. Like, people had to freeze frame to even see his face. Like, it was so fast that if you blinked, you sort of missed it. Uh, and then they introduced five new characters, of which I've decided I'm not going to care about any of them. Except that I do really like the, uh, the deaf characters. They're kind of cool. I just like that they have deaf characters that survived and uh, they show how they survived and how they're communicating. It's all that, that part I really do like. I don't, but I refuse to get attached to any more people. Not going to happen. But what did you think? New characters? Thumbs up, thumb down, Greg? Oh, still me. Um, uh, yeah, I liked, um, I liked that uh, there's still some people who survived the apocalypse, um, at least a little bit better than, um, than uh, staying in a brewery, uh, which we got from Fear the Walking Dead. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm just saying, are they are they interesting characters that you would actually get to like to know, like Magna Prison Chick? 
Like, is she somebody you want to know more about? That's all I'm well, asking. Well, it all depends. I mean, I mean, we grow to love the characters if they're, uh, first of all, is some sort of big bad that we have to deal with. And if they join in and become part of the team, then yeah. Well, we got to fight the Whisperers. They just introduced them at the end of the episode. That's why the, though, didn't you hear the Walkers going, where did they go? We have to find them. We can't let them escape. Since when do Walkers talk? So, all right, well, let's move on. Um, I guess I'm going to finish the season. I guess. (laughs) You guess. (laughs) Well, you know, for me, the story was Rick Grimes, but I love Michonne and they've made me really, they've made me like Judith in this incarnation and her relationship with Michonne is really fascinating to me and I want to know more about RJ. So, yeah. I could just watch that part. I don't need the rest. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about Doctor Who. And this episode was they go to uh, the beginning of the border between Pakistan and India. The, the What did they call it? It had a name. The Partition? Uh, the Partition. It was about the Partition, which I have to say I knew nothing about. Like, I mean, I know that India and Pakistan are two countries that now exist. I knew nothing about how they Libya. came. I'm just saying, I, I don't. Um, and I took all the history classes that they gave us in, in, in my high school, and they didn't cover this at all. Because uh, it's not European history. It's not the history that they teach yep. in our schools. And I actually yep. felt very ashamed of the fact that I knew nothing about this. Um, so this episode was a combination of super educational... And it was actually just a really good episode, too. The brilliance of this episode is it was very educational, and yet they grounded it in emotions. Right. And the relationship between these characters, especially. they You know, even though what's fascinating is that in many respects, this this iteration of Doctor Who is probably the closest since the beginning of the of the series run you know, back in the black and white days as an anthology show where every week can be a new episode with a new circumstance, etc. And yet they, the better episodes of this season have grounded it in our, our primary characters. And this is no exception. And I like that they've been able to give all of them just a little bit of something to do or a lot of something to do. And for this one, focusing on Yaz's family, they hit it out of the park. Yeah. I mean, it was a really emotional, as good as the Rosa episode was, this was also really good in its in a different way, but I loved it. And my wife and I watched it and then had a great conversation afterwards talking about how good it was and how, um, you know, how, how they balanced, you know, pedagogy, teaching people with, you know, good storytelling and great acting and the production design, their DP, this, they must have a new DP because the show looks fantastic this season. Yeah. I agree. Uh, Yusin, you have comments? Um, yeah, I mean, this kind of just, uh, I mean, I, I echo everything Tom said, and I, um, it just goes to reinforce what I've been saying all along. I, I, I don't dislike our, our doctor, um, and I think one week someone was talking about how there's lots of, you know, um, echoes of, of a tenant, you know, yeah. and I definitely see that, so I don't, and I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I think Tennant was maybe probably my favorite of the new doctors. Um, but 
so she's she's absolutely not a weak point of the show. I I don't dislike her. I don't love her, but I I definitely don't hate her. But uh, again, what I've been trumpeting is just that um, I really care about the companions, and I was squawking about I didn't love that there were so many. And yes, I know that there were other Doctor Who's, which I've seen, so it's not like I don't know history. Um, multiple companions, but I, I really, it's like, I didn't like the team TARDIS. Like they were selling it right from the get-go. They named themselves already. I mean, it took team flash like four seasons to give themselves a name. So I was a little like, meh. Um, but I don't care. Like, I mean, so they're a team now. There's a little bit less of, um, for me, a focus on the doctor as a really big personality. It now it's just kind of more evenly, um, kind of focused and, and storytelling, which I'm not complaining about, especially because I love all the actors. Um, and I think it's written really well. So it's not saccharine or uh, cheesy. You know, it's it's got some real weight to it and it's shot really well. So I'm, I'm definitely happy with this new season. And I think that it's a nice breath of fresh air from, I know a lot of people had a problem with Capaldi, as did I. I, I didn't even finish his seasons. Um, I think I like started each season and then just gave up in the middle of both seasons. I don't know, three seasons. I don't even think I saw if he had a third one. I didn't know about it. Um, So, yeah, so I really like it. I think it's very strong. Uh, I know we're not talking about last week's, but I didn't even mind last week's. So I I didn't like the 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 big bad in in last week's episode, uh, that tiny little, you know, metal eating monster but um but still again the relationships and and the heart in in each episode is great so i'm happy with this season anyone else um no i just want to make a comment that um you know as we get a new doctor um you know as the doctor regenerates i guess the only kind of question i had about the episode though was that you know the doctor's kind of done this before i mean um, <laughs> i knew somebody was going to say that go yeah, ahead yeah David Tennant's doctor took Rose back to meet her, her parents. Mom. Yeah. Yes. And all heck broke loose. Yeah. So if you're going It wasn't David Tennant, it was actually Christopher Eccleston. Oh, that's right. That was Eccleston. Yeah. And then as a result, we had like crazy time creatures like trying to kill everybody and right. you know and and all we got, you know, and so I would think that the doctor wouldn't be so cavalier about yes. possibly having one of their companions uh, contaminate their own timeline, and so I just thought that's you know while it was a great story, it just I just found that kind of incongruent with uh, what's happened in the past. That's all. You 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 are correct. I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about the last ship, and this is the series finale of the last ship. So I can finally talk okay. about it. I can't spoil so anything. Yay! I've, I'm like three and a half episodes before this episode. I haven't dug this season. You know one reason why I haven't dug this season? Because they spend so little time on the ship. <laughs> it's all about this stuff in the jungles and South America and whatnot. And I'm like, oh, come on. And they got off to a bad start with, I thought, a really contrived, something that would never happen in the real world, you know, Pearl Harbor-like attack, which I just thought, Ugh. You know, we Wait, talked about ask, it back why then. Why do you think it would never happen in the past? I mean, why would you never? Why would because why do you think it would never we would never? We learned our lesson from Pearl Harbor. We would it, never put all of our naval know? assets in one place because they're easy pickings for exactly what happens in yeah, the season I, premiere. You know what? I, 
I, I'm going to disagree because in the context of the show, first of all, that I don't think that they had any concept that the, I think they underestimated, and I think that was, you know, maybe not driven home, but it was definitely given lip service, that they underestimated the, like, forces and the, and the ships and the, you know, whatever of, I mean, we're still talking about post-apocalyptic piecing together a world, uh, you know, uh, armies and countries and stuff. So I think that, you know, the, the, but the, I, the conceit also, the conceit of the episode the conceit of the episode is they put together all their naval assets to have like this parade celebration. And so that's yeah. why all their assets were in one spot. Yeah, because they were they were being lazy and and uh, that, I mean that just that doesn't that doesn't go against what I just said. They, they, well, yeah, they first of all we yeah, know that history repeats itself all the time. So number one, number two, the whole point was that they didn't think that they had the ability to, to or the machinery or the equipment or the whatever to, to do something like that. I don't know. I didn't. It didn't strike me as super contrived. I mean, I, I it was smart. They were stupid, but I don't think that it, it seems so I, I out see, of place. I see. Well. Tom's coming from a place that he was in the Navy. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm, so I'm coming from I, a former naval officer, naval academy grad point of view. Yeah, so I understand. So, I, 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 don't, I don't think that matters. Like, we're talking about whether or not um, in the world that it's in. I agree, it's stupid. And I, you don't need to be from a naval academy to know that it was a ridiculous thing to do. But I think within the confines of the show... Being, you know, the post-apocalyptic, we don't have a lot of information. We don't know what's out there, and we're going to underestimate our, our, you know, enemy, which was kind of their theme. The enemy's theme was, you know, we're tired of being considered fourth world, you know, fourth class citizens and blah, 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 blah. You know, I mean, yes, there's no arguing that it was stupid, but I really, I don't mean, I don't know. I was just like, can we move towards the end of the season, which is technically what we're supposed to be talking about. Um. And I just want to know: Is it worth finishing? Because oh, I've, I, I think it's, so. It's, yeah, it's, it's I think been so. a bit of a chore. I, I think I so. so. Yeah, I will I, say this: it, It's a little ten little Indians. I don't think I'm giving anything away. Um, but uh, so I thought they were really liberal with the like. I thought it was a little. I, you know what I think is a little contrived was I thought that they because they knew that the series was ending, they were just like, you know, to amp up drama and like heart. Right. They were. It was like a. Yeah, it was like a shoots and ladders quick fix. It was like let's kill people, and then it'll make it more dramatic. The end of yeah, the series. Yeah, they they killed they killed a lot of people okay. towards the end. Yeah, they uh, more than I was willing to, <laughs> or happy about losing. Like, Absolutely. Like the first person they killed off, I was like, oh okay, that makes sense in that story. Though I didn't, you know, the, the uh, what is her name? Oh my god, she had the girlfriend who ended up being a traitor. Oh, yeah. Elite. Uh, yeah, the 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 black the black dude. Yeah, and so I've my whole problem with her fight with her girlfriend was that she's a trained officer who knows how to fight, and yes. the girlfriend obviously had zero training, and I yes. don't understand how she won that fight. I mean, I actually that was one of my episodes. I worked on that episode, and we were talking. Me and the editor were talking about it. We were like, "What's going on with this fight? Like, how is this happening?" and when we talked about it, neither one of us could figure out how the other woman won the fight. Like it was done. It was, and I think that that kind of knocked me out of the story a little bit, but the other one, all the other characters who died, which is really, if also I would like to point out all the characters who die are all black officers. Uh, I said that to you the other week. I, 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 I already realized that too. Um, the one guy who loses his legs, he doesn't die. 
and uh, oh, the white dude. Yeah, yeah I just yeah. got to the part where they blew his legs off, and I'm yeah, like, really? Yeah. So they they and uh, from where you are, a character dies for the next couple episodes. Like somebody dies every episode. Every episode. Where, yep. Every episode, yeah. and it's all main characters. So yeah. it's not. I thought that was a little like lazy or i don't know i just well, thought they, they did it the they did it all they did it all to amp up the tension so when you get to the final episode know, everything is mentioned. leading everything is leading you to believe that chandler's not going to make it that plus all his visions he's having all these weird here having these weird hallucinations and it's like he's he's predicting his own death and all this, and I that... did not think at any time ever that he was going to die. I did not think they were ever going to end five seasons with the, their main hero character finally I dying. Thought, I no thought way. they could. I thought they could have. No and way. I, and I was yeah. kind of disappointed that the way it ended. Yeah, I thought Me he too. was going to go down with the ship. I, think he, that was... he, I thought that's where they were going. Like I thought it was a cop out. He was on the ship. The ship is going down. He's doing the ramming speed. He's evacuated everyone off the ship. It's just him. And the enemy, and he's staring down the line, and I was like, okay, this is it. And some kind of way he survives the crash? What? Okay, and sure. They don't even show it. They don't care. They're just yeah. done. They're like, yeah, they didn't, they didn't show it. And I, I did feel that, too. And I, I was pitching in the room. I was like, man, not pitching to the EP because, you know, I actually don't have enough rank to technically pitch to the EP. Um, but I was in there while they were, while we were watching and discussing it with the editors and whatnot. And I was like, they should have done this. And we had all these discussions about how it should have ended. Um, but of course, uh, no one listens to us. I will. I do want to say this though. I want to give them a hat tip to them trying that. Like, I mean, Tom, do you care if I say some stuff or no? I don't care. Okay. I mean, I, I still won't give anything super big away, and you know that he doesn't die in the end. But I do want to give a little hat tip to, I thought it was they were trying to be a little poetic and a little out of the box with his, like, um, you know, did he go to heaven slash purgatory? Like, you know, I thought they, you know, it was like the misty camera kind of uh, <laughs> Um, I, I, I want to give them a little hat tip to that because I thought it was poignant and I thought they were trying a little something different and um, it did get me a little bit emotional. I mean, it was, it was borderline cheesy, but I thought they pulled <laughs> it right back in. No, really, I thought they walked toe the line and I thought, oh, where is this going? Um, and then, but but then I thought they dropped the ball because if they're going to do that, I thought it would have been a beautiful kind of segue into, oh gosh, he isn't waking up. You know what I mean? Like right. this is this is this his is send off. Yeah, right. I thought that was beautiful. I agree. All right, well, let's move on. Um, I'm going to say overall, I thought there was a good last season. Since I, I now they, get I to think speak about it. Us closure. I mean, yeah, even I if closure so. pulling off half the people. So, Tom, I think you should finish it. If you've invested five seasons, you might as well just watch it. To well, the I end skipped and... four because I heard it was a hot mess. <laughs> well, four was a hot mess. But yeah, five, I thought, was good. All right, let's move on. That was uh, the Peter Walsh season, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Um, <laughs> this episode was very much about, let's go to camp, relive our Camp Chukawa days or whatever. And so they're trying to investigate why all these kids are being eaten by some monster. And they can't get the little girls and little boys to talk to them because they're pre-teens. So then they come with a great idea to make themselves pre-teens. So that they can get it was them. just... It was just Ava and uh, Sarah. Yes, but it was adorable. And uh, <laughs> then back on the ship, you have 
uh, Rory bonding with Natamaya, and I really Not like Amaya. that. They need to give her a name. They Should need we call to give her Amaya. Foamaya. Yeah, they need to the, give her a name. The name of real. last, the name of last week's episode, by the way, was "Wet Hot American Bummer." <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was a fun. That episode, I have to admit, was fun. I liked trying to figure out who the killer was, uh, and I liked the kids, and I liked the kid versions of Sarah and uh, Ava. They were good. Yeah, um, I was surprised they get it. They gave them, they gave them like two acts. Yeah, and so I was, I was kind of into it. And I, I so I liked all. There were two storylines, and I liked both of them. That does not normally happen on Legends for me. So, any other thoughts, real quick, before we wrap this one up? Um, yeah, I thought it was a, just a lot of fun um, watching, um, like Ray be the overchia kumbaya. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and well, are you really surprised that that was? Did, him? did you have any doubts? So much fun watching him just let loose and be that. I thought it was just great, and then. Ava was over stern, rigid, rule book driven. And then Constantine was kind of the scary counselor that you want to say. <laughs> so uh, I just thought it was a great mix. And I think Constantine, um, he may not have fit on the other CW shows, but I think he's a great fit on this show. Well, I like because, yeah, this show is like a mishmash of all kinds it's of It's a smorgasbord. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's why he works. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap this one up and move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about The Flash. And this week's episode was we got to see Hero uh, Iris, and we get to see her. And I have to say, the bad guy was creepy. Like this was the first ragdoll. Yeah, yeah it was, was the first. Awesome. Yeah, really creepy. Yeah, they did a great job with him with the bones. Oh, that was so disgusting yeah. watching him move. Well, uh, you, go ahead. Do you think they cast like um, a person who was like a contortionist? I think so. That? Yeah, I think they, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but then, then, but then then they added their CGI added too. Yeah. Uh, and 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 the and the sounds. Yeah, the sounds did not help. <laughs> or they did, depending on how you look at it. Um but yeah, that the ragdoll was super creepy. Uh and Iris really stood out. Uh when she jumped off that building, that was amazing. That was gutsy. Yeah, I'm glad that they're. I, I was talking to my wife about this a couple of days after the episode aired. I'm glad that they're resolving this mother daughter tension. Oh my god! Even yeah. though it's only been a couple of episodes, it feels like for freaking uh, ever. Yeah, yeah. And she feels like yeah. a brat. It, it made her feel like a brat. Yeah, it made mm-hmm. her unlikable because we love yeah. Iris. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought this episode was good, and like you said, it resolved that whole issue, and I like that her step-grandmother, I don't know what to call yep. her, uh, yeah. basically gave her a lesson and just like, was like, nope, we don't allow that kind of talk in this house, Missy. <laughs> <laughs> right. I really, it was that, well, she, yeah. That she, was... Called, she calls her Mama Cecile. Yeah. So I thought all of that was really good. What were you going to say, Yusin? Oh no no I, I I don't remember I think I was just parroting what you what you said I mean it, it this was literally the last episode they were gonna lose me on her I I was like I get I understand you know they've explained why she's so cranky and the you know and the petulant teen thing but I literally started the episode and here's the thing I I want to say this she nearly killed an old couple with an, a motorcycle and you know <laughs> she got a disappointed face. That was it. I mean, like a mini lecture and a disappointed face. And I thought, no, I mean, no, that's not, you know, time out or dinner upstairs. I was like, that's crazy. Um, And so I really watching the show at the episode, I thought, 
yeah, if this doesn't stop somehow, like I was like, I'm out. I can't watch a season of this going on. So smart move there. Um, and I have to say this, and then I will stop talking about the flash. <laughs> you guys covered it. Maybe you guys covered it before on a on a podcast. I wasn't there, but I, if 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 Wells gives me that horrific, uh, indescribable, uh, undefinable French accent, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not allowed to call it French. It's not a bad French accent. It is something else. And I, I mean, it's nails on a chalkboard. I can't do it. I can't do it. I just, I've actually just started fast forwarding him. That's my solution. Okay, it could be French on another on a on a parallel earth. <laughs> <laughs> on a parallel earth where France doesn't exist and they call it a different country because that's crazy. Just give us Harry back. Come Thank on. Thank you. Cool. This is terrible. I hate this guy. All right, let's move on. Next up we're gonna talk about Black Lightning. And this episode was... Well, it it looks like Gamby's dead. All those who believe Gamby's dead, you guys are crazy. Um, No, I don't believe it for a second. I I guess they're going to leave him at least apparently dead for a couple of episodes. Yeah, they're doubling down on that. But I like that uh, Jackson... Uh, Jefferson. Jefferson. Well, I'm gonna call him Jackson. Jefferson didn't believe it at first, but like as it time went on, he started to fall for it, and he started believing mm-hmm. it and grieving. So this is a very big, like different how different people grieve episode, and how they were all dealing with his death, and then they had a little bit of a monster thing at the end and cliffhanger. Um, but yeah, I don't believe Gamby's dead at all. But I do like the tension that his potential death created. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. And can I just say, Tobias is like the worst boss ever. Oh, right? No motivation. <laughs> he's just like, he's just yeah. down on. It's like, it's not Painkiller's fault that uh, What's Your Face killed Cyanide. Yeah, it was like, you're supposed to watch our back. He was like, she went off on her own without telling him. I don't him. think What's he was even in that episode. He, he yeah, exactly. He wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, he was tripping. He was tripping. <laughs> His yeah, whole speech I, about caviar. Go away. I know. You're making my stomach unsettled. <laughs> you know, in, in earlier episodes, I think Tobias, I thought he was a great villain. Um, I thought that he brought a lot to the character. But now, I feel like he's kind of flatlining for me. Um, he's not... He's becoming kind of a stereotype of a bad guy. Yes, he is. And he's, he's not interesting anymore. And so, um, I'm kind of losing... Whenever his storyline, unfortunately, comes on right now, I kind of fast forward a little bit because I want to get to the other things going on. I'm, right. I, I, just, I just hope they resolve this pod kid thing soon. Well, they did. Well, they evidently they just did. did. They killed they half did. of them. Yeah, they killed they half did. of them, and the other half all woke up. So I think that's resolved. Yeah, I just hope that they we, we can start going on to other things. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I and the you thing didn't like is, the cat I, I, I was like with Lynn and the the evil scientist. Well, lady. My my question, show of hands, who realized she tricked her before she pushed the button? I was like, oh, you, it was pretty. Oh, obvious. Yeah, yeah, I did too. I, and I was, was like, why obvious. Lynn didn't figure it out? I don't know. Well, like the lady said, like the like the evil scientist said, I told you what you wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. Right, that's true. All right, let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about this is us. And this episode was a weird time jumpy thing where we were with Jack back in Vietnam. We were in Jack. We were with Jack when he was first dating, uh, Ra- Ra- not Rachel. What is her Rebecca, name? Rebecca. Rebecca. 
when he's first dating Rebecca, and then we were also with Kevin in Vietnam. So we were in three different timelines, but they were all centered around Jack, generally, basically. Uh, go ahead. Do not eat bat soup in a foreign country. <laughs> Do sick. not eat bat soup anywhere. It's anywhere. a rodent. Bats are rodents. Don't eat them. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but I, I have to admit, um, this episode just really got to me. I don't know if it's because I'm the son of a war veteran who also couldn't talk about his experiences, um, but it really, really resonated with me, um, especially when Jack went to the parents mm-hmm. um, right. of the uh, young man who he took his eye off of. It just it tore me apart. And what I love is, I just love the way it was written, and I love the way that it played out because when she asked him, when Rebecca asked him, "Have you do you cry? Have you ever cried?" He was like, "No." I knew it was coming, but it was uh-huh. at the moment where they placed it. Because I thought it was going to happen when he was with the family, with, with the young man's family, but it didn't. It came later um, right. when Rebecca was singing, and he finally got his closure on what happened there. And I just thought it was a, I just thought it was a beautiful moment. And of course, I went through half a box of Kleenex. I tried so hard, <laughs> <laughs> it was so hard not to cry on the show, and then they do something to me every <laughs> week. I'm like, I'm not watching it again because I don't want to cry. But then I watch it again and I cry. So, <laughs> I don't know what to do anymore. I love it. As, as, love good, it as, that, <laughs> as good as that moment was, the, the moment for me, the truth bomb mm-hmm. moment for me, was when she goes back to get constructive criticism. Oh. And the dude tells him. Oh, she, you're Philadelphia good? Her, you're, Pit, you're Pittsburgh oh, good. Sorry, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Ooh. Is that yeah. worse Because you just wonder how many of these American Idol wannabes would benefit from hearing that. Oh, I felt, I mean, I give him credit for, well, I give her credit for demanding honesty. Mm -hmm. Because he was like, we'll be in touch or whatever. And she's like, no, 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 no. I just drove all the way over here. I need a more definitive answer. And when she pushed him, he he actually, he was cruel, but honest. Mm -hmm. And I appreciated that. I thought that was good. Um, so yeah, the episode, and, 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 and right. of course, it's freaking Mandy Moore, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who we, who most people think of as a, a singer more than an actor, but it still works. Yeah, I yeah. thought that and was their, great. Their chemistry is off the charts. Her yeah, and Jacks, yeah. Oh yeah, it is. All right, let's move on. Thumbs up. Oh, and the, and, and and the revelation with Zoe to Kevin. Oh, in, uh, I didn't see that oh. coming. Wow. Well, yeah. the thing that I actually knew it was... I well the thing that actually after you find out all that information what actually made me angry was the warning that the sister-in-law gave to Kevin talking about how she's a hot mess and she eats up men and stuff and I was like, "Really? That's what you tell him?" Like I yeah. felt like she buried the lead and made her seem like a terrible she person. She might not know. Libya, she might not know. But I'm waiting mm. for the shoe to drop on that though. And yeah. you know so anytime something comes up, I'm just waiting for her to like just, to bail on Kevin. Yeah, yeah, to bail. And so, but I think if she was if she was gonna bail, but I think if she was gonna bail, she would have done it before she told him this. Yeah, I think I, by him her telling him this, this is an indication that she's not gonna bail. Yeah, not not only that, Libya. I I don't think that Beth knows because uh, the, the she would have been is, a kid. Yeah, she would have been a kid at the same time. The, the, yeah. The the thing is with 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 trauma like that, 
people don't talk about it. I mean, right. if, yeah. if we've learned nothing else in this age of Me Too and Kavanaugh and whatnot, people don't talk about it for the longest time. And they right. don't confide in people who who love them unconditionally and have known them for a long time. They just don't know. Right. So I think that it, it'll be interesting. I'm hoping that this is a chance for Kevin to grow as a person. Because we're starting to see him grow as a person and yeah. not be a, the selfish Right. Jerk, he has been for most yeah. of the series. Correct. Lovable, but still selfish. Well, we got to wrap this one up. We got to keep moving. Sorry, guys. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about The Rookie. And this episode, they changed up the TOs, which I thought was fantastic. So everybody got partnered with somebody else. And, oh, what's the black dude's name? Who's the coward? I can't remember his name. Teacher's I like. Pet. Say again? Teacher's pet. <laughs> yes, that's his, also his nickname. Um, <laughs> I like that the officer that didn't report him got in trouble with the other T.O. He's like, why would you saddle me with this dude? Like, how could you do this? And and she basically broke, she's like, for the same reason that you're not going to report him. And she broke it down about how political it would be and how you ruin your career for doing this and blah, blah, blah. And everything she said totally makes sense. She was like, I wasn't trying to protect him. I was protecting myself. Yeah. And, that was very realistic. Yeah, I thought that was great. And I like that his solution, as quickly as he wanted to jump the gun, I don't think it was necessarily politics that convinced him to try to help the guy. I think it was actually Nolan talking to him and everybody else talking to him to be like, instead of just throwing him, and also him, the guy himself, saying, don't just throw me away. Yes. You know, help me. Um, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was, yeah, I thought that was all really good. And actually now, before I was like, get him out of here. But now I'm kind of like, please, let's figure this out. Well, it seems like they did already. It seems like they resolved that. All he, all he had to do was hit somebody with a car, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it basically had him moving towards bullets, which he never does. Right. So right. that was that was the thing. And I also like that they broke up the one relationship that I didn't like in the first place. So mm-hmm. no, I didn't like it. I, I thought it was dumb. I, I didn't believe it. Um, it's mm. like, don't throw a ship at me and be like, this is awesome. You should love it. Like, no, that's not how it works. So I was not a fan of that relationship. And I agreed with the other cop that it was going to ruin her reputation. And it's not fair, but it's true. Mm. And, they, and I liked how they actually discussed how it wasn't fair and it wasn't his right to try to protect. Like, all of that conversation was great. No, yeah, you know what? I want to jump in here because um, it it seems like that, um, and even the scene where the guy is pleading with the help, you know, help me kind of a thing. I don't know. This is such a long ago reference, but it's such a famous one uh, for viewers in uh, in Grey's Anatomy, where she's like, "Love me, pick me," you know, and it's just so like over the top but it works and so for that scene where he was like come on help me you know and this whole kind of a thing instead of it being like cheesy or overwrought I I dug it I was like yeah you know like you know he he's in every way a, a great you know officer candidate or whatever um and uh his I thought the acting was solid it was grounded and so it was a believable scene to me and it created like you said um a lot of sympathy for him I I was also kind of annoyed with his character and I thought oh, I don't know um but the backstory and the way they played it out and it generally this that and also the scene the other scene you picked out 
um, where she makes a really good political point about how it's not fair that, you know, as a woman, uh, it's going to ruin her career, you know, as opposed to his. And, you know, and she made a point about how it shouldn't be that way and whatever, but it is. And, and, and you know, it throws in these little things that, you know, it's the show isn't funny at all, you know, but it kind of does remind me a little bit of like Castle Goes to a Police Academy. You know what I mean? It's not <laughs> the heavy <laughs> show. You know what I mean? And like, it does rely a lot on his charisma, which we have, we, which he, you know, we all know he has. Um, and so when I first started watching the show, I thought it was going to be lighter fare. Um, and he's just not as quippy as Castle is, but he still gives me that energy. Um, you know, and I, I literally could imagine if Castle decided to give up writing and he was like, ah, I'm going to be a police officer now. Um, but I'm surprised by the show. It's the show surprises me. It's still not, you know, super deep. And it certainly doesn't make me cry the way apparently This Is Us makes you guys cry all the time. But I was surprised <laughs> that it has more heart and meaning that I than I thought the show was going to give me. And so I'm enjoying it. It's definitely not must-see or sit down and do nothing TV. But I am actually surprised at how much I'm enjoying the show. All right. Let's move on. Next up, we're going to talk about The Good Place. And this was the episode that everybody had been waiting for where we get the conflict between the demons and our team and we get doorways back to the good place and it all like the big conflict all comes together and i really was hoping that we'd meet that guy from the poster because they were like there was one guy who actually guessed the system of the good place and his name is blah 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 and then they go meet him and then he's not anything like they thought and it was like oh he's a terrible template for a perfect life but uh the main thing that you need to get from this is that janet kicks butt and she is awesome (laughs) yes she does uh, your thoughts? Yeah, I didn't really see that coming with uh, with Janet. It was just like the demons showed up, and then they're talking and they're doing their their you know their monologuing, and then next thing she goes, "Let's fight!" And then she's like, <laughs> "It was that's when I texted you. I was like, this episode is side splitting because I was just I was laughing so hard, I was having a hard time um, breathing because <laughs> uh, she was just like throwing people around." And then, you know, then they were trying to, like, they were trying to get her, and they were trying to turn her into a marble and, like, push her through the door. And she, like, like somersaults, like, out of the door, and, like, <laughs> kicks the demon, like, across the room. And it was, it was just, it was just fantastic. Although, um, right at the end of the episode, um, I guess more demons come in, and so uh, the, the answer cliffhanger. is... Cliffhanger! What? I said cliffhanger! Uh, yeah, yeah. So I guess they're going into her void, but... Uh, we do see the the cheaty Eleanor thing starting to happen because uh, Eleanor kind of uh, or kind of remembers. Well, she does remember, but I, I actually have to say this is version three or four of them falling in love. I, someone who knows better, give me the count. Uh, but it's a high number. They keep they having them fall in love so many times is kind of awesome. Uh, they are my pairing that I care about. Uh, and I, I almost don't even care how they get them together, as long as they end up together. Yay! Um, but yeah, yeah the good. Go ahead. Fun watch. Yes, yeah. I thought this was one of the better episodes of the Good Place. It's all, and I can't wait to find out. We've heard about uh, Janet's Void a million times, so now I'm kind of interested to see what it's going to be like for them to all like hang out there. At least it'll be Did quiet. Wasn't her manufactured boyfriend in the void? Didn't we visit the void? Like, wasn't it just kind of blackness? It no? is kind of blackness. I think we visited once, maybe. But I, don't I mean, know. I didn't 
reinvent it. I mean, it's not like, you know, I'm expecting them to go into blackness. That would be super boring. But um, uh, I just wanted to say when I said it's it's fun to watch, I, I was actually referring to the relationship, you know, the, the, the developing and the, you know, different, different varieties of how they keep kind of finding each other. It's very sweet. But in general, I, you know, I wanted to say that, um, yes, I think we all agree the episode is really fun, but I love the fact that they are just giving me everything. When the show first started, it was very pop. There were pop culture references. It was very quippy and this and that. Um, we've already talked about the heart and the acting. And then this was just broad comedy. I mean, it was really funny and physical um, which is something I don't think they've kind of really done that much. Um, and they pulled it off. Right. And I love, I cannot stop talking about what a, I think a comedic genius, we all knew this, it's not a surprise, um, Ted Danson is. I think he's just so his character and he does, does these little subtle things, the faces he makes or his reaction shots or when he has like a, you know. A, oh, oh. Uh, you know I have what? to tell you guys this. You yeah. have to all look for this online. There is a behind-the-scene video where Ted Danson is trying to learn the floss, and the cast is earnestly, really earnestly trying to teach him how to do it. It is the funniest thing you will ever see. It's so good, and I cannot wait. I'm hoping that they're doing that. I'm hoping they're doing that because it's going to be on the show at some point. I don't don't feel like it is. I feel like like he just wanted to learn it, and the guy who plays Cheaty is like really earnestly trying to teach him, and he's not getting it. And then you see Kristen Bell jump in, and she's like, no, 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 no. It's the hips. It's the hips. You got to do your hips right. And I was dying. Oh, my God. It's so funny. You have to find it. Go look. It's great. I'm sorry. That was a slight sidebar. Um, but yeah, we got to move on. Uh, no, I thought one of the funniest lines was uh, uh, when Michael is talking about like evidence, and then and and even though Jason is just so stupid sometimes, when oh, he's like out, evidence like, is bad. Like, no, <laughs> gee, no evidence is something that you have to get rid of <laughs> before you go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> well, he understood it from his perspective. Uh, all right, let's move on. Next up, we're going to talk about the fall finale of How to Get Away with Murder. And they finally tell you who's dead. And they yeah. finally tell you who uh, the new student guy Gabriel is. Maddox. What's his name? Gabriel Maddox. Yes, we finally find out who he is. Uh, I feel like, because I was like, why? I, I felt like the obvious answer was that he was her son, who we all thought was dead, but really wasn't dead or something. But I was yeah, like, that's that's, that's, that, that's what I thought for the longest time. But they were like, well, we don't know why he's here. Maybe he's here for revenge. I was like, why would he be for revenge? And I couldn't figure it out. And then they, when they finally did the reveal, I was like, I guess, really? Would you come at, like, if you found out that your father left your mom for some other woman, would you try to come murder that woman? Like, what? <laughs> like, I don't understand what he's trying to do. Like, I don't get it. What uh, it? Go ahead. Well, yeah. And they're going to have to now introduce his mother, who we haven't seen yet, um, to kind of pull the story together. So I feel like it came a little bit out of left field. Yeah. Uh, just a little bit too well, it's much. Just, it's just, I don't get the motivation. Like, I don't, yeah. I, I don't understand what he's trying to do. Like, right. Yeah. I mean, he said that his mom is an alcoholic. So maybe mm-hmm. he blames her for his mom being an alcoholic. Like, I just, yeah, I don't, but, I don't understand why he's broken into her house. Like, what? Right. 
But I do remember in a previous season that Sam's sister came after Annalise, tried to sue her and tried to uh, take everything from her because she thought that it was a wrongful death. So right. I'm, I have to assume that that's where this is all building from. That he thinks that she, she actually killed his father. That's, that's the only thing I can figure based on what his aunt was doing. You know what I mean? Um, in, in trying to sue Annalise and take everything from her. That's the only thing I can assume because I have no clue otherwise. Right. And then they built up the death of some character and they tried to make you think it was the main character and it ended up being mm-hmm. that dude. And I was like, really? That guy? Okay. Really? Like, I don't care that he's dead. I didn't dead. really care that he was dead. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, it's that guy? I don't even know his name. Like, okay. <laughs> the only thing is that I'm pretty sure he's actually innocent. I'm pretty sure yeah, that yeah. they killed him. For the wrong reason. Yep. Uh, which is going to suck when they find out, but mm-hmm. I'm not particularly broken up about his death. I mean, Bonnie might be sad about it when she figures out that she killed the wrong guy. And it was her own It was her own insecurities about relationships that allowed her to do it, but whatever. Yeah, yeah that was a little disappointing. Usually when they kill someone, it's like, oh my God. And this yeah. time I was like, really? Okay. Um... <laughs> Any yeah, other thoughts own, before we move on? Go ahead, Greg. Well, my only complaints about the episode is obviously, yeah, you got to kill someone, you got to reveal who it is. I thought they spent a little too much time with the wedding stuff rather than the plot stuff. It was nice yeah. that the wedding was going on, but they really cut away like a large amount of the time to everything that was going on with the wedding. I was glad the actual wedding, their vows, I actually did want to see that because I do like the two of them together. So I was happy we actually got their vows. Now, all the stuff before, like the bachelor party and all that crap, I, I could deal without. And I did like him singing the song, which went on forever. But... Yeah, I was wondering if that was, yeah, I was, wondering if that, was the, that actor actually singing. Or was yeah, that yeah, that was him. That was the actor. Yeah, he, he, sings, he does musical theater, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, wow. That's yeah. good. Yeah, he was good. So I didn't mind him singing. I thought that was great. And then they cut it. They did all these jump cuts or montage cuts to show other stuff to go with the song, which I thought was fine, but it, he was singing for a really long time. Um, but yeah, I agree. Some of the extra stuff for the wedding, I didn't need, I didn't need the bachelor party. I didn't, I really didn't need Asher, uh, going down on, uh, what's his name's mom. I didn't need that at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, let's move on. I'd say overall, I'm going to watch the next part of the season. Cause I want to know what's going on. They've got me hooked. I feel like this show's not going to last that much longer, so I'm just going to finish it out. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> next up, we're going to talk about legacies. And when I say we, I mean people other than me. I would like to discuss the uh, Gargoyle episode first, since that was my episode. Uh, what did you guys think? And I will be quiet. The Gargoyles, was that the, the dragon? No, it was the Gargoyle, not the dragon. Okay. It's the stone gargoyle that attacked the school. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so reaching into my memory um, <laughs> uh, for this episode, yeah, I it was kind of like as I'm watching the episode, I think this is the episode where they had to play the uh, they had to play football. Uh, correct. Nope, that is incorrect. This is after the football game. The football game they just they lost, and this is the punishment for losing the football game. They have to go clean. The, the neighborhood, and they have to clean graffiti and pick up garbage. 
So you guys don't remember this episode at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the, I mean, the, the most surprising thing that came out of it was that obviously, you know, we've got we've got vampire teenagers who are not uh, not obeying uh, the rules, and uh, and you know, I guess very much like the Salvators too, right? And uh, uh, biting people and then hypnotizing them so they can't remember. Yes, that was Caleb. Correct. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I, a couple things uh, were kind of surprising. Um, like when the when the gargoyle was for, for, uh, first discovered, and then uh, one of the characters did a spell. I thought the spell was supposed to get rid of the gargoyle, and then it didn't. And I was like, "Well, she obviously needs to go back to class." <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but then it turned out that she, I guess, was protecting the rest of the town, or she put some sort of um, barrier around the school to keep the gargoyle from escaping. Um, although she didn't really know what the motivations of the gargoyle were at the time. So, question: um, So, what do you think about the characters right now? Um, well, I think I had mentioned that I don't really. Um, I thought they were going to make like uh, kind of a boyfriend girlfriend thing between Hope um, and. Uh, the supernatural guy who we don't really know what his power is yet. Landon. Um, Landon, but they don't seem to be, I thought they were doing some sort of like bonding thing in the first episode, but that doesn't seem to have taken off. Well, he did lie to her and steal the knife. Um, So I don't know if that's supposed to still happen or not, but um, uh, uh, I think, uh, I think now I think my favorite uh, character is, um, and and I and I can't remember the character's name. I'm sorry, but it's the the one of the daughters, the blonde daughter, who's always Lizzie. Yeah, Lizzie's running around uh, talking about how she wants to be a hero. She's the hero of the moment, and she can help everyone. And and uh, uh, I like her can-do attitude and spirit. <laughs> what about you, Yusin? Are you caught up? I, I'm going to just give a quick talk about the gargoyle episode. Um, I thought it was. I, I thought, I don't know if this sounds too uh, subjective, but I, I did, I love the look of it. I thought um, the gargoyle was creepy and menacing. So um, I thought it was edited that way. Um, <laughs> it, <there was> <laughs> love- <laughs> Do I get brownie points for that? Um, so um, No, but I, for real, I, I really thought um, like that scene where um, the teacher, uh, you know, hides the, you know, the students in plain sight and the, and the gargoyle kind of comes up to the window and stuff. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a, not a particularly, uh, I don't know, inventive scene. We've seen that kind of monster close monster misses the thing, whatever. But I, I, the show, I haven't been able to figure out, but I am beginning to now, um, you know, the, the kind of tone and the mood of the show. And at first I wasn't sure if it was going to be dark enough or dark. Um, and that episode, the gargoyle kind of started to make me believe, Oh, okay. They're going to go this way, you know, and it's um, there's going to, they're going to amp up the, the, the horror aspect and the monster. I mean, I know it, the whole thing is monsters, but I mean, it, it started to make me feel like the tension and the creepiness was going to be a huge part of it. And, and let me roll that into this sec, this last episode. Oh my God. Uh, you know, the spiders the girl melted. 
melting from the inside. Well, I don't care about spiders. I mean, that's an old trope. But uh, the 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 liquefying from the inside and her like you know innards and outwards and everything just a mess on the asphalt. That was gross. That was gross. And I, <laughs> it's so gross. And then even him punching uh, the guy's face and then him carrying around a slice of his skin, you know, and being like, hey, will this help locate him? I was like, ew! Am I watching a trauma, you know, horror movie? And I thought, what is happening? Um, so... I, I was like, I was watching a bunch of whiny teenagers in Hogwarts, you know, and in, in hormones. And I thought, what is, you know, now I'm getting, you know, um, what, what was that TV show? It reminds me a lot of Friday the 13th. Anybody remember that show? Um, where it was like mystical, magical objects. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. It was like the, the guy and the girl and they had like a antique antiquity shop or something. And they just had to spend the entire time like tracking down. Uh, so it's it's a little bit of that. It's definitely amped up on the horror and it's, you know, monster of the week. And, you know, I, it's it's all derivative, but it's not a that's not a diss. It's just an observation. Um, but now I feel like it is starting to find its groove. It's, you know, uh, you know, the teenagers, the Hogwarts, you know, kind of a thing. But I like the mix of of the different powers and, and all of that stuff. And 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 I know I'm hopping around, but the last thing I'll say is because we're talking about teenagers going back to the gargoyle episode. I love that we finally get which is so obvious. I mean, it, you know, it it reminded me. I kind of was like, how? Why did we have to wait so long for this? When uh, I got, I forget the guy with the big, the adorable fro. I forgot his uh, name. MG. The MG. MG. The puppy dog. So. MG. Um, MG. So MG. Um, I love that scene where he like was flirting with that girl and all of this. And then he totally compels her. And I thought, of course, a teenage vampire boy is going to, you know, and he, he wasn't doing it so menacingly like the other one, you know, um, yeah. you know, but he glamored her into whatever, whatever. And I just thought that scene was very indicative of, you know, high school drums and, and, you know, if you had powers, wouldn't you do exactly this? So I thought that was, that was great. So I'm really, I'm liking the show more and more every week. Um, and I'm starting to feel like it's going to get gross. Like, I mean, it's, it's very X-Files-y to me at this point, the, the, the monsters and the, the mayhem and the horror is kind of turned up, which isn't a bad thing, but I was a bit surprised, but I think that's what we're getting now. Yeah, I was a little surprised that, you know, after they cleaned up the mess of the girl, like, liquefying, they, like, took her body and shoved her in the glove compartment. That was like, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it was all gross. <laughs> all right. Oh, no. let's, okay, Aaron, go ahead. Wait, this is a spinoff from the originals, right? It's a spinoff of Vampire Diaries and the originals. And the originals. Okay. Yeah, I'm liking the tone of Legacies, definitely. I'm glad it's not emulating those shows. But it seems to be finding its own place, and I, I'm enjoying that. All right. Well, let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to do the Kamansky method, and that's going to be Tom. What did you think? I enjoyed it. It's uh, from Chuck Lorre, creator of The Big Bang Theory and a, lot of, a bunch of CBS hit comedies. But the premise is Michael Douglas and uh, Alan Arkin, kind of a buddy comedy. Michael Douglas is an acting acting coach so he has a class uh, not uh the the old the acting co older acting coaches is a, are hot now thanks to i was barry i was like yeah henry winkler's uh emmy nominee emmy winning role on barry but uh alan arkin is his agent and in the pilot it it's remarkably mature and refreshing from chuck Lorre 
there's actually a Big Bang Theory throwaway joke in the in the pilot, but uh, it's about aging. Um, Susan Sullivan, uh, also of Chuck Lorre's stable, she played the mom, the the the, uh, the rich mom on Dharma and Greg. But she is, uh, spoiler alert, it's on Netflix, you can binge all the episodes. But in the first episode, she plays uh, Alan Arkin's wife, who's dying of cancer. And Michael Douglas has delayed seeing her and delayed seeing her. And when he shows up, (laughs) Alan Arkin's like, uh, he swears and says, you just cost me a hundred (laughs) bucks. She she bet you'd never show up. (laughs) Or she... uh, but anyway, they actually kill Susan Sullivan in the pilot. So it's uh, and also Michael Douglas starts dating Nancy Travis, who's taking his acting class. She's an older divorcee, and uh, it was a, it, it's surprisingly good. I mean, not that Chuck Lorre doesn't make good comedies, right? How many? But there's eight episodes. Okay. Eight episodes are season one, but I've seen the first one, and uh, it's got good supporting cast and. Just to see these two Oscar-winning actors as the two leads. I mean, what network would greenlight a show with these two as leads? Nobody. So uh, give it a try. Michael Douglas? Yeah, he would. Okay. Uh, I shall do so. Uh, Next up, we're going to talk about Titans, and we'll just talk about the last episode, which was... uh, What was the new Robin's name? Todd? Jason Todd. Yeah. The new so, Robin's the name. New Robin. Oh, Libby, you're so you're so cute. I'm sorry. <laughs> the new Robin's the fact name. That I, oh, hold up. I'm doing better than Peter because I got into a whole <laughs> argument because he thought there was only one Robin. And I was like, dude, what are you talking <laughs> oh, about? And we got oh. into this whole thing about it. And he was like, but I thought Robin died. And I was like, yes, the second Robin. And he was like, but, I, but then who's Nightwing? And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so as we'll frustrated as you are homework. with me Aaron and I will determine remedial homework for Peter to catch up thank you, you I was like at least at least I know passable knowledge I have passable yes. knowledge alright so this episode was great I will not revoke your geek girl card anytime soon thank you this episode was great because it had it, it basically answered my question which was I was like when the heck is he going to become Nightwing why is he still running around being Robin and well, that's what first season was about. Is well, about. Well, yes, obviously, which I thought this was great. But man, Second Robin is freaking cutthroat. Like he was scary. Yeah. Jason Todd in the comics was always a bit of a. Du- I mean, they tried two different origins for him, and the character wasn't working. And then they killed him off via voter vote. <laughs> or via reader vote. I was overseas, so I didn't get to vote by the time I got the books. <laughs> the decision had been made. But when they resurrected him as Red Hood, that made the character, you know, people went gaga for the character. Right, well, because then he's a villain, so it worked. Because he's, well, like, when he has that more, scene, when he has that scene where he's beating, killing all those cops. He's and, not killing them, he's just maiming them. Well, yeah. some of them he killed. Some yeah, of them he, he didn't killed. kill them. Eh, yeah, I don't I, yeah I, I don't think he killed them, but he permanently injured them. So they are maimed, they will probably never work again. Um, just because of how violent it is. Um, I love that distinction. The only issue that I had um, is just because so far we've seen Dick Grayson. I felt like his level of violence is almost equal to Jason Todd. So I didn't feel that there was enough differentiation there when he tried to stop. Well, I think he, well, he said, we don't do this to cops. And I mean, his thing is he has no problem doing it to criminals. 
Yeah. But yeah. Uh, and the cops and, were literally just answering a shots fired call. They weren't even chasing them. They seriously. Were just, they were right. just literally minding their own business. And he was like, wow, I get to kill cops or hate yeah. cops. I was like, dude, calm down. <laughs> a, a, pleasant, a pleasant surprise for the series for me so far has been how they've developed the the uh, the Dick Grayson uh, Starfire's storyline. Yeah. Yeah. I feel comics, like they rushed it. I feel like they rushed it a little bit. Well, yeah. the thing is, okay, let me explain something that you might not know, Libya. Dick Grayson is the man who are the DC universe. <laughs> You've got hints of it, but that dude... That dude sleeps around and around, and I mean, basically, two well, double X chromosomes. In this, in this particular situation, Starfire is the one that showed up at his bed in his uh, hotel room, trying yeah. to like let's get. And she was very much like, "Let's get it on." And I was like, "Wait, where'd that come from?" Yeah, like, yeah, that didn't bother. Well, she doesn't know who she is, but she does know she's attracted to him. Right. But I like I like the way that these two actors work off each other. And let me say that Anna Diop is probably my favorite. I mean, I like I like Brendan Thwaites. I know you don't like him as Robin. Ugh, because boring. But I like him because he, he can be a tricky character. And this version of Robin has lots of emotional baggage. But I love what she's done with Starfire. I do, Because too. the version from the comics yeah. is completely different. And yeah. the way that they get together in the comics is completely different. <laughs> this this one, this the relationship, the way they are doing it, it's completely different, but I buy it, and I buy the two of them and their chemistry. Right. And well, I like know, that. I like that they can call each other out in their BS. Yeah, <laughs> I actually when, like them when better the nuclear than... family went boom, and she cusses and says, "He's going to think I did it." <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, and then that becomes kind of a running gag between the two of them. Well, I like I like this episode between the two of them more than I even like the one where they got together because I like their banner. But I'll go, go ahead, uh, Aaron, you had something to say. Go ahead. Well, yeah, here's what they're doing that I think is really cool. Usually when comic books are, are transitioned into TV shows or movies, the characters change and it doesn't fit. Changing Coriander or Star, Starfire into who she is on the TV show, it fits and works. Because yes. um, as she would have been from the comic books, it would have been, actually, it probably would have been dull and boring. So I like the way that they're playing her, and I like the way Anna Diop, is bringing life into this character. Um, I think that, yeah, there's definitely chemistry there. And I like that she's so strong um, willed um, amongst other things. So I think that that's a good dynamic and they need somebody like that on the team. Um, only thing that I want to see, I'm still waiting to see the team together um, a little bit more often. So I'm hoping that now future episodes, we're gonna focus more on the Titans as a team. Um, I love this episode. I think this ep episode is one of my favorites of the season so far um, because I love the origin story, but now I need to see these guys as a team. Yep. I love that moment in the flashback when when Dick lets, uh, what's his face? The, uh, oh, the Zuko kid die. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, he, yeah. He, he, lets, he lets, you know, the, the Maronis awesome. or whatever kill him. Yeah, and he just, awesome. and it was straight out of Watchmen. He's like, Help me, and he just says no, <laughs> and turns yeah, away. That was a great moment. That was a great moment. Yeah, all that was good. I agree. I really like this episode. So, and considering it was all Robin or whatever, soon um, to be Nightwing. Yeah, it's all Grayson. <laughs> I'm I'm surprised because, like I've said, he's not been my favorite, but I did really like this episode. So, thumbs up from me. All right, let's see it. Bring it, bring it home, Titans. You only have a couple yeah. more episodes. Yeah, we're All about right. halfway through. Yeah. All right. 
Um, if you guys have any questions or comments, leave them at tvcampfire@gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, or on Facebook. You listen to us on GetThePointRadio.com, Krypton Radio, We Not Plus, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.